Hello and welcome. I'm Christina Irvin, leader of Team Clarity. I got sick and tired of blowing money on trainings and coaches giving me advice that just weren't helping me move past my blocks and be successful in my business and shine the light that I was created to shine in my life. So I made a decision. Are you ready to make a decision? Would you like to stop blocking your own path to success and fulfillment? Maybe you want to gain the confidence to overcome life challenges yourself. You are in the right place if so. We welcome you to listen to this week's discussion. To get one reminder of our next show, click on the follow button at the top of the page. It's time to dive in and let's get to work. Let's meet the rest of the team. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Julia Cologne from the city that never sleeps, New York City. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. Hello, and welcome from the gorgeous state of Wisconsin. This is Patty Anderson. Hi, this is Marcia Sortino, and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Aloha, and welcome. You're listening to Soul, your host for Pay Me What I'm Worth Talk Radio. Team Clarity members share their class time with us for two main reasons. Reason number one, they want those they hold near and dear to know about the changes that they're making on multiple levels. As they change, by listening to these classes, people who know Team Clarity members may opt to change along with them. Reason number two, to share their stories with you. I bet their stories and life lessons will inspire all sorts of ahas for you too. Okay, time to start the class. Nature is a wonderful teacher for me. When I plant a seed in the ground, there's the anticipation. There's, oh, I planted it, so I want to make sure I water it, and I don't water it too much. Does it get enough sunlight? Does it not have enough sunlight? There's that worry thing that I've got to let go. I've planted it. I've given it. Nature's telling me when to water it. It's got plenty of light. I just have to wait for something to sprout. I have to be patient. I have to wonder even if the seed is going to sprout. There's no guarantee the seed will sprout. I planted it, but... I can't force that seed to sprout, to grow. And then there's that moment where, oh, there's a teeny, 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 teeny little something that begins to poke up above the soil, and it's like, oh, it's growing, it's alive. And there is absolutely nothing I can do to speed it up. Yes, I can fertilize it. Yes, I can mother over it. But it, by over-mothering it, I most likely will kill it. I just have to let it grow. I have to let it be. And as it grows, I'm like, wow, look at that. With a little bit of sunlight, with a little bit of rain, this beautiful thing just takes off. It just grows. And yes, I can do a little bit of tending, a little bit of nurturing. I can be careful that some creature or critter or something doesn't come along to pester it. And if it does, I can tend to it, but I also have to be mindful that maybe that creature needed to eat it to stay alive. Maybe that critter needed to eat it to stay alive. I have to balance the bigger needs. Being mindful of the rewiring is when I just allow my growing to happen. Just allow it. I don't need to analyze it. 
I can explore it a little bit, but I don't even need to do that. I can just know that I'm growing like a plant. I might be aware that it's growing. I don't know. I've never communed much with plants. I <laughs> <laughs> I'll kick it off with our co-pilot. I want to thank Julia Colon once again for stepping into the co-pilot seat for Chapter 5. And Nobody experienced any turbulence while they were going through Chapter 5, did they? <laughs> I recall mentioning last week, I want you to feel my pain. (laughs) It was quite, last week was quite a week. I didn't stay in that moment of confusion or guilt or shame or worry. I just moved on, moved it out of the way and did focus on what did I learn out of this chapter. Looking back in the last three to four weeks, I've learned so much about myself when I am speaking with others and at times I was being cruel, I would say, with my words, not caring what the other person was thinking. I was just so, this is the way it is, and at times it could be admirable. There were times where I could look back and say, I could have handled that discussion differently. Because whenever I am speaking with someone, it's never with the intention to hurt someone's feeling. And I realized that building relationships and being engaged in the moment of whatever it is I'm doing with someone, whether it be a conversation, whether we're walking, whatever the event may be, how I react is going to have an impact. And last week was my impact, where I was feeling guilty about the things that I did. And so I looked at myself in the mirror and I forgave myself. And I'm just thankful that the relationships, they still exist to this day in my life. There's a polite way to say no to someone and still be true to yourself. Being resistant, I learned that also uh, through a conversation that I had with Soul, where good things can be happening for me because um, my actions, based on my actions, good things are happening for me, and I'm resisting it. And I learned that I don't know what the end result will be if I don't go through the process. When I realized I shifted my mindset to say that I am worthy of the good things that are happening to me, I am worthy of the good things that are going to come my way, and that all is going to be well for me. And I needed to believe that in myself, and I'm This was a a really big chapter for me. Did anyone else have any aha moments when it came to this chapter? Well, Julia, let me say this. I'm going to jump out real quick. Wow. If back in March I had told you that three, four months down the road you would have this aha moment and you would have this breakthrough, what in the world would would you have agreed with me? Would you have been like, you're crazy? What would you have said? I would not have agreed with you because I didn't go through this process <laughs> to agree with you. I didn't go through this chapter to agree with you. <laughs> so, no, I would not have agreed with you back in March. Because we did have lots of conversations back during that time, I certainly think I would have been exhausted at the end of that conversation trying to even get you to be open to receiving the possibility of it. So I think that's huge growth. I'm excited for you, and I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you for doing the work. I would have to also say that before Pay Me What I'm Worth, 
I lacked some business confidence. I had confidence in myself personally, and now that I am at this halfway mark, I can even say that my personal confidence wasn't as high as I thought it was. But I certainly, where business was concerned, I was very uncomfortable asking for appointments, asking for sales, and setting a price of equal to my value and holding it. And I can say now I am not having that problem. I've got people ringing my phone all the time. I say my price, where I'll get to go. There's no hesitation. I am, before paying me what I'm worth, I was constantly frustrated. I was a constant frustrated ball of stress. And I felt like I was always doing things out of obligation because it was a guilt trip someone was putting on me and I allowed them to put on me. And I would do things, whether it would be to go to an event or talk to someone that I didn't want to talk to or whatever. I would do things out of that obligation. I would be feeling such frustration about it, and afterward I would have such resentment that, again, it further made me resign and shrink away. I just have to say that halfway through this process, if you would have told me I would have had such gains this fast, I would have said you're crazy, but I've had some amazing games and am just excited that I'm no longer shrinking from the moment or what the woman that God would have me to be. I know I can navigate anything just as confidently as ever. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, thank God we finally found the one and only person on the planet who does stuff out of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. We found her. She finally gets it. I apologize to everybody else listening because, of course, you never in your life have done something out of doubt, guilt, shame, or worry. So forgive us for boring you, but I digress. (laughs) Do you have a dry sense of human Well, I want to recap on what Julia was saying. I mean, I have a hunch all of you were like, yeah, 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 come on, I get it. Doug Gilt, Jim and Worry, Doug Gilt, Jim and Worry, Doug Gilt, Jim and Worry. Let's get on with the damn book. Come on, let's go. At the beginning of our journey, I could all feel you like <laughs> sitting there in the starting stalls going, come on, come on, open the damn gates already, all right? Right? <laughs> Here's a cold, hard, stark fact. Julia, you can share with all sorts of people, these tremendous shifts you've had in your life. And they will look at you and go, well, isn't that nice for you? And then when you offer them to experience the same shifts you've already experienced, they will tell you, I don't have time, I don't have the money. Now what do you do? I don't know. I bring that up because ladies... Like right now, please understand that when you wait for in the future... It is going to cost you more to do this. Exactly. I can't believe that I've actually said that. Like, uh, and I've said it, with, <laughs> and I've been very resolute in the fact that it should be more. I'm starting to really get that lesson of there's consequences. I'm bringing this up as we get into our shares today because the value of what you're doing for yourself, to me, is paramount. That, to me, rewards and enriches all of our lives, because you're becoming a more happy, healthy person, yeah? Yes. Yes. I could be charging each and every one of you $100 trillion a call, 
and it still would not equate to the value that you've already experienced in each and every call when you factor in how it's changed your life. True? True. Very true. I'm doing this for a reason. The reason is to raise $15.5 million for a company that will take care of caregivers. If I let that reason lapse, if I say, you know what, this is too much work. I don't want to be on a phone call with a group of people for 52 bloody weeks times 100 phone calls times. It's too much work. I don't need to do this. Somebody else can do this. I can just go do what I do in a nice monastery. I can just go check in and meditate all day and check out of the world. And I just know that just being me is enough. I don't have to do this. I don't have to keep prodding people to do stuff so that we can get this thing rocking and rolling. I really don't need to, but I have to. Why? Because what Julia just said, what Christina just said, what Marsha's about to say, what Patty's about to say, rocks my world. I'm an addict. I'm sorry. I just love doing this. Well, since you mentioned Marsha, I actually am curious, Marsha, because I met you. It wasn't the most likely, I guess, crossing of paths, but I met you on the Google Plus community, and we just got to chatting. I knew where you were then and seeing where you are now. If I'd have said, Marsha, literally five months, you will have found your voice, liberated yourself in such an amazing way, began to step into your true leadership, what would you have said? (laughs) I would have said to you, Christina, I don't know what you're thinking, but how is that going to happen? I would have asked you, how is that going to happen? And then when I turned and when I add the extra little cherry on top and tell you that you're going to even get paid to do it, (laughs) I mean, really, Well, I think that was really, to get paid to learn and to do it, that for me just was the magic. I was tired of giving, 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 and not getting paid for all my work and effort. And I think that anybody who wants to keep giving and not getting any receiving does not understand their worth. And that there is balance in giving and receiving. There's that flow of energy that we should learn to be in, that we should be in. All I can say is before I started this journey, I wasn't sure about myself or who I was. I felt like I was a puzzle without all the pieces. There were pieces of it missing, and I knew that. In my heart, I knew something was not right. Now that I've been on this journey been seeing more things about myself that I never did see before. They're revealing themselves to me. All my little quirks or idiosyncrasies or all my little doubts or worries, I see them, but yet I now on this journey know what to do with them when they appear. It's like that process of divine guiding hand was right there beside me. I just let that guidance take over for me. 
So kind of like it quieted all the, the other chaos committee for me so that I could work. <laughs> just to feel that happening. And I cannot explain how. Just to feel myself going through that and it happening for me, I couldn't even tell you how I did it. It just happened. You brought up something that was stood out to me as soon as you said it. When we started off, the concepts of being balanced and giving and receiving. We did a round robin around the table. Where are you on the scale of one to ten in your ability to receive? And I think I I said something about being in a negative or whatever. You said something that was very interesting, and that is you have always been a person that was giving and volunteering and service minded and everything, but you were sick of not receiving back. And I think that that is a false belief that so many people have, that in order to be a servant, in order to really serve the community or serve the world, you have to always be give, 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 and you never have to receive anything back. And here's the, here's the irony of it, and I, I think this is important because people read the title of the book, Pay Me What I'm Worth, and they think we're talking about being paid money. But just take a, just a few seconds because we want to keep this moving, but just a few moments and just talk to receiving in different forms other than just currency and how that's helped fill your cut back up Absolutely. and enabled you to serve more. Yes, yes. Even just knowing that my worth has value in what I'm doing, just the fact that what I know how to do has some value in it. And when you're doing something for an organization or for whatever it is that you're doing, when people don't see that, hey, she has something there that we should take a look at, that can be really disheartening. And then you feel because your skills, your talents aren't utilized because they're being dismissed rather than utilized. It can be disheartening. And and so I look at all those things. I look Now I'm actually really exploring my world because I never looked at that. Being somebody who had always been a giver, 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 I went along with things. I never even questioned it until I started seeing balance for myself. Until, until I started seeing that, hey, my worth does count. I should not awesome. be discounted like that. Awesome. So here's the thing, Chelsea, Patty. Let's weigh in here. Here's the thing. We started off this whole journey with the question of being balanced and receiving. Now, at the halfway point, we're assessing our value and everything. But here's the kicker. We have made the choice to do this voluntarily mm-hmm. without somebody making us do this. Where you are right now today and where in your assessment of your value and your worth, what do you feel in the fact that you actually chose to do this? It's really phenomenal. I mean, if, if you had told me five months ago that I would be in the emotional space and the heart space that I'm in now, I would have said, mm-hmm, yeah. I've said, like I say many times, you don't know me. <laughs> um, what are you smoking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what kind of drugs are you taking? Because you might want to take some more. The last five years, I have wallowed in and laid in and, and just felt devastated and 
buried underneath my grief from losing my mom. Christina can tell you that it has not been an easy five years. Since starting having what I'm worth, I have been able to recognize how some of the memories that I held on to and some of the personal items I held on to, that it attached all my grief to it. And I held on to it so tight because it was mine. It was my grief. It was mine. And I didn't want to let go of it. What I have found is that I've truly been able to push past that and let go of a lot of things that kept me tethered. It's kind of funny. It's like a a big balloon that you're going to release into the air and you put all those negative things in there and all some of your grief or all of your grief and pain and just let it go. Now, that's not to say I don't miss her every day still, but I have better tools now to work through that. And it's, it's just been very amazing. And I think one of the other biggest ahas I've had is being able to integrate my little girl, my little Sam, into who I am into Chelsea's life, and be okay with it. At a time when I thought, yeah, I've worked through all that. I'm strong. I'm a very stubborn and strong-willed woman, for sure. But I really hadn't. I just kind of put it away. So I've been able to pull a lot of those old pains back out and look at them. I've been able to recognize when things happen that this is a way for you to deal with that instead of just pushing it to the side. Now, Chelsea, I know you've had a another personal challenging situation with a family member this, this week. If you don't care to share, and if you do, that's fine, too. I noted how you handled that situation, and I think it's profound in how you have grown, if you care to share. My youngest brother is 52 years old. Seven, eight years ago, I was told he had congestive cardiomyopathy, which means he has a very large heart due to years and years of cocaine abuse. He's been a drug Mm. addict off and on his entire life. Mm. So he would take his cardiac medicine, then he wouldn't, but he continued to do crack cocaine. Mm. So I think it was Monday morning, I, I got a voicemail from his girlfriend saying that he was in the hospital. Well, come to find out, she had an ambulance come and take him to the hospital at 1 o'clock in the morning, but she didn't bother calling me and telling me, and he was dying. He was almost dead. The doctors, all of them are just astounded that he's still alive. For one, through the continued abuse of cocaine, and now come to find out he'd been doing a, a street drug called ICE, which is a combination of meth and cocaine, he developed pneumonia, didn't realize he had it because he had a terrible coffee anyway. By the time they got into the hospital, his lungs were so full that he was dying. They liked to have never got him intubated. They liked to have never got him settled down. Basically, he was dying, and the the doctors told her he's going to die. So that next morning, Monday morning, I get the call, and I normally, (laughs) and Christina can tell you, I would have totally panicked. I'm talking total panic mode, I've got to go, got to go, got to go, I've got to get there. So what I did, I called my, we call each other cousin sister because we're more like sisters, and I had her go and see to see what she thought. For one, because I couldn't really depend on what the girlfriend said. 
but and she calls me and says he looks really bad. I leave work early and I go down and I visit with him. And the end of that story is he's at home with a cardiac life vest that he's not going to wear. Cardiac life vest is an external defibrillator, and that's because there's nothing else that can be done for his heart. Even medication will only help to a point. I've lived my life with my chaos committee. But when this happened, I didn't fall apart. I kept a cool head. I was able to think through the emotions that I was having because even though he's technically done this to himself, I still love him. He's my brother. And I wish that I could help him. But I also understand that I've tried to help him his entire life. This is his journey, not mine. So I was able to navigate that situation. I did leave work and go down to see him because I wanted to lay eyeballs on him, as I said, just for my peace of mind, but also knowing going down that there's nothing I can do to change this situation. It's very sad, and it will be very sad when he dies so young due to abusing his own body. But I was able to deal with it in a way that Christina kept looking at me like, is she really dealing with this as well, or is this all underneath and she's getting ready to fall apart? <laughs> uh, so Chelsea, one more point that I wanted to point out and just ask you. Prior to this journey and this happening with your brother, would you have acted, maybe gone out down there, maybe still be down there right now in, in South Carolina because of the memory of your mom and feeling like you had to go and continue on the task that she chose with him and sort of baby him the whole long, along the way, would you have been able to accept the fact that he's made this choice, that he continues to make this choice? Would you have been able to do that? Not 100%. I would have realized that he's done this to himself, but in memory of my mom, I probably would still be down there. As a matter of fact, I went that day... I saw him make sure he was still alive and breathing, and I came home that evening, which I think really surprised a lot of people because I do love him. But I can't, as I told someone the other I can't allow myself to get down underneath that kind of grief and pain. It's a life that he could have had that is so sad, and as much as I love him, I can't do that to myself because that discounts me. I've done that my whole life. And one thing about losing my mama, what it did for me is I really don't do that anymore. And But this class has helped me so much to be able to really stop and in the moment think and process my feelings. But I don't know, I've probably still been down there thinking I needed to do that. My mind thinking I needed to do that for her when I don't need to do that. That's awesome, and I just wanted to drive that home because I know so often, for me, there have been times in my life that I've allowed myself to go into that chaos place, kind of like what we discussed last week and how important it is for us as loved ones to not step into chaos to try to be the hero, right? Absolutely. You cannot step into the path that they're living, no matter how much you love them, no matter how much you want to save them, if you step in their path and try to walk it through them, it destroys you. 
So something tells me that you probably have something to speak on that point. (laughs) I seem to recall back in March, one of the first exercises you did, you all did, you signed your personal contract. True? True. That was two out of four. True. Three out of four. True. And on the very next page, on page 11 of the preface, I shared with you there's a dirty little secret out there in the world. (laughs) There's this dirty little secret called C-H-O-I-C-E. Chelsea, you just shared one of the most astounding examples of choice. Thank you. I made a choice not to get underneath that. I made a choice to... For him to show him I love him, and I will do everything I can for him, but I have a choice not to get sucked in to that because that is not my journey. It's awesome, so free. Speaking of choices, Patty, I can hear a difference in your voice these last few weeks. Sounds like you've made a choice, yes? Yes. Actually, I've made several of them. And first, I just want to touch on your story really resonates with me and what you're going through with your brother. And I just want to reassure you and to just give you a little uplifting to, to let you know I fell into that with my own sister. I lost her two years ago this past July. For the most part of all of our lives, I had put her choices on my shoulders. She was the older sister. But she chose drugs, mushrooms, cocaine, drinking, smoking, everything, instead of living a life and being a mother to her children, which I ended up raising. And she passed away. She had been told by the doctors time and time again, if she didn't change, she was going to die. Mm -hmm. I I put that on my shoulders. It was like, I should have been there. I should have done more for her. She chose to move to Chicago and do her thing and... You making that choice to not make your brother's journey and just hearing the things that you said, it it took me up until just a couple of months ago to actually let go of my sister's passing and the choice she made. I put it all on me. It was like I should have been there for her. I should have done more for her instead of me being here in Wisconsin and trying to raise her children and raise my children and give everybody a good life, I should have been there for her. So I felt like I let her down. And when she passed away, I did. Boy, I beat myself up for months and months and months. Days and days I cried and cried and cried. And like I said, it wasn't until just a couple of months ago, because of this journey that I'm on, that I was able to let go of that guilt and know that it wasn't my choice. It was her choice. She chose to go to Chicago and keep doing these things. What you're doing is just phenomenal. Hearing that another person is able to get past, even though we love our family members, it's not our fault that they're choosing the path that they're walking. Hats off to you. Kudos to you, girl. <laughs> I, I wish you I would have had that. We're raised, we're raised the, to feel that way. We're What's raised that? to feel that we have to protect our yeah. family and love our family and do everything, and it's just not so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm moving forward. Yes, I have. I have made quite a few different choices, I have to say. I'm really working on myself, pushing myself, 
and getting myself to realize for so long before this course, before us developing as Team Clarity, one of the things I always did was I always questioned myself day after day after day because I would always feel so worthless and feel like there's really no hope for my life. I'm standing here. I'm at a standpoint. Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. Convincing myself that I was absolutely going nowhere in life doing anything that I wasn't worth much at all. I would question myself, why am I here? And I would tell myself that I am just wasted space on this earth. And many times I would just look up and say, why do you keep me here, God? Because I felt so miserable. I felt just so ugly inside because I had all these weeds that were so entangled that I felt like I couldn't pull the roots out at all. But as I've really, really been able to start developing and listening to these calls over and over and listening to the replays and really getting inside of me, in this chapter there was one thing that has really, really stuck with me. In order to really get to know myself, I have to allow myself to get to know others. And this is where things are really starting to change with me because I've always been so afraid of relationships and getting to know people and letting people into my life and trusting people. And I'm able to start setting small attainable goals. Like I was telling Christine yesterday, I've gotten myself to the point now I haven't been able to grow my business because of the fear of rejection, my own fears. I've set a goal to where I'm reaching out to one new person every single day and meeting them and actually talking to them and getting to know them for them so that I can start getting to know me better. I didn't like the person I was. Now I can actually wake up in the morning and smile and say, hey, it's a new day. You're going to do some good things today. I'm able to change things on my job, not allow people to treat me the way that I have allowed them for years to treat me. My boss, he took my wage from $10 an hour down to $5 an hour, and I just shook my head when that happened, and I got that paycheck, and I was like, oh, no, you don't. I'm worth a hell of a lot more than you think I am. So I've stretched out, and I'm making changes. It's a matter of making a choice whether or not I'm going to allow myself to stay in that bed of weeds, or I'm going to turn into this new seed that's being planted that I can blossom and just grow and grow and grow. I don't care if I turn into be Jack and the Beanstalk. (laughs) 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 I'm excited to see where I'm going. Even waking up today, excited to get on this call, which before I was like, I'm really hesitant. Do I really want to do this? But now I'm excited for to get on these calls every Saturday. I know now from here on in, too, that I can be on them because hours are changing and I'm making different choices. I'm making choices that are going to help me be able to grow and change, get my energy back to where I want to be, and letting go of so much of the garbage that I've held on to. That dumpster, I'm kicking to the curb. So, Patty, as we're, that, that's a good kind of segue. I'm just curious, one last thing I'm I'm sort of curious about, and that is now that you're making a choice to set boundaries, it sounds like. It sounds like you're setting boundaries for yourself and and others. Mm -hmm. I'm curious where you're going to go when it comes to now stepping into the person that you are inside, that you want, the woman that you want to be, and rather than sort of hiding from the moment or shrinking away, not being in the world, if you will, how are you making that transition? Are you thinking about making that transition? I'm looking forward to making that transition. At this moment right now, 
I'm not sure I can answer how I'm going to set these boundaries, but I do know I'm not going to let people step all over me anymore. I'm not going to let people ridicule me. I'm not going to let people cut me down or treat me for less than the person that I know that I am. I know I'm a good person. I, have a, I know that I have a huge heart, and I want to give to anybody and everybody, but I first have to make sure that I'm okay. Because if I'm not okay in my own mind and my own heart, I truly cannot give to others. Boom. So, ladies, we've dealt with some really heavy stuff so far. Let's all take a deep breath. And slowly exhale. One more deep breath. Slowly exhale. Let's do a little roll call here. What one thing do you now receive with no more analyzing and just more exploring? You want to start us off, Julia? What one thing now do you receive with no more analyzing, just more exploring? There are so many things, Christina. I'm just receiving all the good things that are happening in my life. At this moment, everything from new friendships to to money to learning more about myself and accepting myself and accepting how I played a role in the things that have happened, being responsible for myself. I am accepting the woman that I have become. I wake up in the morning so proud of myself, of the things that I have overcome. It's been a great journey accepting of everything that has happened, everything that is to come into the future. I'm accepting that I have an open mind now. My heart is open. It's just been a great journey. It's it's hard to explain in words. Yeah. Chelsea? I am able to receive my own soul voice. I'm able to receive when that voice says, you don't have to do that to be accepted. Be yourself. I'm able to receive when that voice says, you don't have to run and do this for your family because of the choices they've made. I'm able to receive that now and be okay with it because, as I used to always say, it is what it is. It's phenomenal. That's the only word I can think of. Mm. Marcia? I'm able, since I've been doing this, I am able to receive that gift of openness that there is that guiding hand somewhere <laughs> that's a mystery to me right here with me. It feels good. It feels good. I am receiving, number one, that I am worthy. Number two, that I truly can be loved by others unconditionally. That's all. For me, I think I receive gratitude and compliments from others now. It might sound a little weird, but if you guys remember when we first started this, I just was not comfortable with that at all. Mm-hmm. And I would often be thinking in my mind, well, what did I do to deserve that? And there would be even times if I felt really comfortable with a person, I would even say, oh, well, thank you. I mean, but you're you're whatever, whatever, whatever. What, what made you say that, right? Now I just say thank you. I appreciate that. Much gratitude. Uh, that's been big for me. So, what I'm receiving more with more exploring is the unbelievable potential 
that's exploding with Team Clarity, Team Seekers, and all the other groups that I'm doing, the massive amount of change each of you are rippling out into the world. And it is massive. May I hear a, a yay or nay that you think the massive changes you've made in your life is rippling out into your world? Amen. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking like a teeny tiny little pebble being flung out into a massive Great Lakes pond. We're talking comets landing in the Great Lakes, right? Yeah. yeah, the wow, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. This is actually happening. Wow, I accept it. <laughs> I receive it. <laughs> so what I'm receiving with more exploring and less analyzing is that quote of one person can and does change the world. Amen. Thanks to Christina. One person, Christina Irvin, has touched 16 lives now, and she's just beginning. Whoa! <laughs> Absolutely. My girl. Chelsea, what are you now receiving more of with less analyzing and more exploring? I am now receiving acceptance of myself, the good, the bad, the ugly, <laughs> without worrying I'm able to be more true to myself. I'm receiving my true spirit, myself, my soul, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the decisions that I'm making and the growth I'm going through. I'm able to receive all of that without stepping back and going, hmm, now let's just look at this and see, is that really what you wanted to do? Or I'm able to receive my, my gut instinct. So we're moving into the giving part. And I've grown accustomed to all kinds of little things thrown in. I can't wait to see what's coming out. What do you got? <laughs> okay, I want to pick on somebody. Love that laugh. <laughs> Who has ever painted a room? Many times. Yes, I have. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I have. Patty, Marsha, Julia, who else? Yes. Chelsea, you've done it too? What does it take to paint a room? It yes. takes a lot of planning. You uh, have too much patience. Preparation. <laughs> 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 I just need that to be hired out. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and first making a decision, what do I want to do? <laughs> Right, that's yeah. a key point. What do you, what color, right? Yeah, right. Making that to get your swatches and paste them up on the wall for the day and the nighttime because you got to see how the light plays off of it. Yep. Yes, and what type of paint? They have so many different type of paints. They even have the paint that has the primer in it. <laughs> it's amazing. Then you got to get the materials, the tape, the brushes, the pan, the extended thing for the pole. Uh what else? What else has? Look, what else goes into painting a room? Come on, well, dig in. You have to know how large the area is, just so you know how many cans of paint to get. Mm-hmm. And you got to get all the material together. I mean, you know, like the splash stuff and 
washcloths or whatever and tape and all the tools together. Mm-hmm. You have to move all the furniture out if you have furniture in the room. <laughs> yep, yep. The details, taping well. around the windows and painting around the windows and making yeah, sure that paint. as you go up and down, the strokes are even and you're not painting in a funky direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can even paint. you got to uh, take that, what's that stuff, that white stuff, and put it in the holes in the wall. Um, putty? Oh, the putty, Spackle. the putty. Mm-hmm. What what about walls that are really grimy and grungy? Sand them. We have to clean them. Or walls that are wallpapered. Oh, oh, God. God. Literally, just call somebody. Like, don't even call. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm with Christina. Yeah, you know, at this point, I think I'm gonna hire somebody because it's too much work. <laughs> Because when it comes to painting a room, true or false, actually physically painting the room is about 10% of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. It's everything that comes before it. The planning, the screening, the the moving, the shifting, the cleaning, the, the spackling. I remember one time one of my big boy chores was I had to fix up the front bedroom in my childhood home. Well, this front bedroom had already seven layers of wallpaper. Oh, Lord. Stripping that wallpaper is a book in and of itself. (laughs) And I didn't know that all the dings and scrapes that I spackled and puttied, I didn't know that you had to put primer on the wall before you painted it, because if you didn't prime the wall where it had been spackled, I didn't know that the paint would curl and peel and fall off. So I didn't know after I painted these freshly scraped, meticulously spackled and sanded walls, now freshly painted with a glorious color, that when I sanded the floor and I laid down a fresh new coat of varnish, that within a week I'd have to do it all over again. Because the paint curled and fell onto a tacky varnished floor that never dried. (laughs) I had a mess, unbelievable mess. And if I could have called and hired somebody to take care of it, I would have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you feel like you've all been preparing your room for paint you've been well, cleaning never thought about it like that. you've yeah. been cleaning you've been sorting you've looked at the holes in the wall you've looked at the layers of wallpaper that have been applied through the wonderful wallpaper company doubt guilt shame and worry available 24 7 365 just give them a call the Chaos Committee will be by to give you an estimate within hours. Right? How many layers of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry have you peeled off in the past five months? Eh? So now you're in this room that has been prepared meticulously. As meticulously as you were willing to make it, right? And unfortunately, on this journey, I'm afraid I. <clears throat> who could you hire to do this work for you? No one. 
No one. Well, you could. You could probably hire a career person who sits in a chair and has a degree and can write out prescriptions and hop you on some prescriptions, and life will be just chemically wonderful, yeah? (laughs) No, thank you. That's a very common way to do things, true, Chelsea? I mean, come on. We're part of an industry that lives and breathes on that sort of way of being, right? Yep. Oh, they're mm-hmm. misbehaving. Let's give them a new medication. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Thank God for all that better living through chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> so as we get into learning how to give our first five months, first five and a half, six months actually, is learning how to receive we have transited through that. Now we're getting into learning how to give. And as we get into that space of giving, when there's that freshly prepared wall ready to be painted, it has been scraped, it has been cleaned, it has been spackled, it has been sanded, it has been primed, it's fresh, like a fresh canvas, yeah? Yes. Yes. You all have a fresh canvas that you're wearing, and that canvas is called awareness. True? True. True. What are you going to paint on that canvas? What are you going to give yourself to put on your canvas with this fresh awareness? Our Adventure into Chapter 6, we start off with, You get what you pay for. Who has a story of a time where you thought you were just so smart, so savvy, you thought you got a deal of a lifetime, you thought you just were going to pull a big one, you got a shortcut, whatever, you thought, by God, I'm so smart, and you paid some money, and then all of a sudden, weeks, months, possibly hours later, you realized, I so screwed myself. Anybody? Story? The only thing I can think of is when I decided to go back to school. Oh, my gosh, Marsha, I'm so here and I'm so feeling you, girl. Like I'm, try- I'm like, I shouldn't say this, but yes. I I don't apply any of those skills. When I graduated, I was thinking I would have a halfway decent job, and I only ended up as a working at a hotel as a clerk at the desk. It didn't seem like there were the jobs there that I studied for. So I got a second that one, man. Totally. If there's anything that I can say for sure that I'm like buyer's remorse, it's my education, especially these two masters. So far on your journey with what you've paid for your course for Pay Me What I'm Worth, have you gotten what you paid for? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I run a tight ship. If you don't think you're getting what you paid for in my class, in my experience, you better speak up because we want to make sure you get not only what you get, what you're paying for, but at least 10 times that or better. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, my money 
I've gotten way more out of this than than what I paid for it. The investment that I made in this course is absolutely. I have yes, to agree, I... heart and soul. Mhm, mhm. Yes, I know, Christina, when you first came to me and started speaking to me about this course, I, I remember my first question to you was, "What are you doing?" You just lit up. I mean, something, I had noticed something. It had been a couple of weeks since we had talked. And when we got on that video chat on Facebook, I could actually truly not only see, but I could feel something different in you, your energy, your your excitement, your, oh, gosh, I don't know what the exact word is, but, but you were like a light that was blinking that all of a sudden just came on, stayed on, and shined as bright as could be. So we started talking, and I wasn't sure at that time what was this really going to be about. And in the very beginning, I know that I had backed down because I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I've got to get into me and start digging into this stuff that has made me feel all this garbage all these years. And and now that we're at this point, and, yeah, I still got a few things that I've got to go back, and, and I find myself completely going back through this book many times to come, but as far as I'm concerned, am I getting what I paid for? Wow. <laughs> that's an, that, oh my God. That's an understatement. For what we paid for this course is, is just, we, I think we ripped soul off. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, <laughs> you can't get this out there. You can't go to a therapist. You can't go because they just want, like you said, they just want to write prescriptions. You cannot go anywhere and be able to find ourselves like we've been able to find and pay me what I'm worth and truly dissolve a lot of the garbage that we've carried around and allow ourselves to become the women that we're becoming that we've always wanted to become for as little as we paid. You would end up paying thousands and thousands of dollars for this. Yes. And I am truly grateful. And I was really surprised myself. I was really amazed at the thought that we're able to see the building blocks to building your business. Not only just the professional and personal development, but we're going through that process of the whole building block of building your business, which from contracts to whatever it is. And I've never seen a program that does that every step of the way that it takes. It's like a full scope of everything that you could imagine that could be in a business that you want to have in your business that I've never really seen any other program that is quite like this. It's amazing. That is so true. What I've gained from this class cannot be even compared to a class. Amazing. So as we're preparing for this giving section, of the course. I'm just curious as we're going into the next part of the course, something that I've been thinking about when I've been thinking about giving is giving to myself. A little barometer check here. I know it's been a discussion on and off, especially in the beginning with us as a group. How much are we giving to ourselves? Are we actually saying, I'm going to give myself at least three hours a week to 
go through this course and sit down, have some quiet time for myself, explore, blog, read, whatever. And I'm just curious, taking that a step further, how much are we giving to ourselves, truly? I will tell you, I still suck at this. I can tell you that I give more than three hours to myself. And one of the things that I've learned is to not so much teach, but to share my story and the things that I have learned with others and putting in the, the content together and is far greater than three hours. And, and the time just flies for me because I am enjoying it. I'm not focusing on the time. I'm not saying, oh, God, you know, I have to do this again. How much time is this going to take me? As long as I stay true to myself and give back what I have received to the world, then time is not as an important factor in my life. And I learned that a few weeks ago through the exercises that prioritizing and getting rid of the clutter and the things that were hindering me, making the the most important things my priority in life, I can sit here today and say that I give more than three hours. I'm doing what I love. So time, I'm not focused on the time itself. Well, I can tell you that Honestly, it's almost like I've been in a time warp. (laughs) And yesterday I woke up thinking that it was Saturday. So I am not paying attention to time. Basically, I am just doing what I want to do, what I need to do. And actually, I'm learning a new skill right now myself, editing audio. So... That So you can imagine in the editing of audios, I'm hearing my class. I'm hearing them. So I'm revisiting that call every single time, and I'm getting more and more perspective of my group, the people in my group, and myself at the same time. So it's been quite an interesting journey so far, and I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it. I feel that I'm moving. I'm getting somewhere. This is what I want. So as long as I feel that, I'm enjoying it. And I am putting time into the blog and getting to know people. So this book has been, it's been a godsend for me. Total class. My first reaction today when Soul says getting ready to give to ourselves For many, many years of my life, I've always believed that giving to myself was selfish because I have to constantly give to others, and that's what I'm supposed to do. My first reaction was, when he said that just a little while ago, was, what, (laughs) you want me to give to myself? Uh, I don't have time for that. (laughs) But, But I can sit here and feel the way I feel right at this moment and know, you know what, It's okay. It's okay to take this extra time. I can give this to myself because I deserve it. I can take this extra time to learn more, to grow more, to be more, to do more for me. Because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to help one person. I am a giver, and I love to give to others. But historically, I have not been a big giver to myself. I am a work in progress. Yep, yep. 
Definitely. And me, I just have to get out of that mindset of thinking that it's selfish to give to myself because it's not. Right. Yeah, all I can say is that I'm definitely still a work in progress. I think I, I actually think I need to put more work into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. I, I suck at it. That is going to be a big focus for me as we move forward. I just want to thank everyone for sharing their story and for inspiring and, and motivating each other. Once again, this has been a great journey for me, and I'm honored and grateful to be a part of this group. Yeah. This is a true blessing. Thank you, Julia, for doing this this chapter, co-hosting it. I can tell that everybody's doing more exploring. That's awesome. We sharpen each other so much by sharing these stories, some not so easy to share. So I appreciate everyone. Hope you have a great week, great rest of the weekend. Have, have a, a good great... one, ladies. Have Thank a good weekend, ladies. Love ya. Love, Love ya. you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that was great. Thanks for listening. As one of many pay me what I'm worth team captains, it's my role to help people get serious about removing blocks to success. Blocks like doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. As you've just heard, our team is both real and serious about being the best that we can be. How about you? Are you ready? Are you ready to remove these blocks in your life? As you can see, I'm very serious about helping you live your life with less stress and more success. Call me at 423-737-5809. Again, that's 423-737-5809 so that we can talk about your next steps. To help you take those steps, you're welcome to listen to our library of over 200 very powerful on-demand shows downloadable just for you at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. And before you go, let's continue this conversation in the comment box below. I look forward to talking with you. You're listening to Christina Irvin, one of the many team captains for pay radio radio worth listening to. Have a great day. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.